0: Welcome to Conversations With. My name is Shaylee Hugendorn and I live with Bipolar two Disorder. Sharing with others is healing both individually and collectively. Sharing our stories will educate others, bring more understanding, shed more light and smash more stigma. Our voices need to be heard. Our stories aren't over yet. This is Bipolar. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to This is Bipolar. I'm so excited today. Um, If this is your first time joining, I'm Shaylee Hugendorf. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an event planner, and I am a mental illness advocate. And I live with bipolar 2 disorder. And to all my people that have been here <laughs> since the very beginning, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are going to recognize a face, or if you're listening, a voice, because I have my previous co host here to catch up. It's Julie Craft. Ah, <laughs> hi, <laughs> I am so excited
1: to be here. I have not done an intro of myself since the last time we recorded. So for anyone that's um, brand new here, I am Julie Kraft, also a mental health advocate, also living with bipolar too and former co-host of this podcast. So I'm thrilled to be here. I know we've been wanting to do a reunion catch-up episode um, forever, uh, for a long time. So I'm glad we finally found uh, a time to do it and just thrilled to be here again and see you and catch up. We've definitely kept in touch Mm -hmm. um, behind the scenes, but it's awesome to be be here to share a little bit about the past year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope you all can feel our energy. It's just... (laughs) It feels like magic when we're together. So I'm so so happy to be here with you, and I have fifty bajillion questions. So it is. Um, it was last month. Was year three, and just Julie had. Um, Uh, left the podcast because she had projects she was going to work on and she is working on that we're going to talk about. But basically, we want to come in on here and we're using this podcast to just hang out as bipolar besties. (laughs) You are along for the ride. Um, Julie, I would love to start with. um, So last summer, you um you know you had wanted to do other projects and you had plans and we all know that um there are all different plans that go all different ways so it has been a year and i know it has been a big year for you you were working on your book your second children's book yes. um and i'm i'm so sorry to hear about your father passing um mm-hmm. i'm grateful that you are willing to talk about that with our audience and i know there's a Slew of other things that you could tell because, like me, you you do all the things. So I would just love wherever you want to start. Tell us about what Julie's been up to.
1: Okay, so I think I officially um, said see you later last August, and yes, it was to dive back into creating another children's book. And I just out of the gate. Um, I know I've said this before, but Shaley is the same amazing, awesome person behind the scenes as she is in front, and one of the hardest things I've ever had to do um, was decide to step away, and Shaley, I just can't tell you how much it meant to me that you um, understood and you were willing to wish me well and let me um, go in a different creative direction. And that was really a gift to me. And I know for anyone living with bipolar, it's often hard to do any of that to say goodbye, where I'm a people pleaser, I didn't want to upset you or leave you in the lurch. Um, I had the utmost confidence in you. So I'm also going to be asking you how it's been the past year. Um, As a podcast host. I mean, I know from following along and watching you have just, you know, gone above and beyond, which I knew, I knew you would, but um, so first off, thank you for being so kind um, and just wishing me the best. And, you know, oftentimes you hear about people being competitive or women being competitive Mm -hmm. and you really, really, really have always been uh, my biggest fan and I know I've been your biggest fan. So really, really, um, I know that you truly, honestly, um, wish the best for me. And so when I came to you through tears, and we definitely had our cry, and um, you just said, go, I understand. And I'm behind you a 1000%. So thank you for that. So um, yes, I have two ideas, um, two different books, a continuation of my first book, which is basically a mental health book for kids, I was so passionate about starting the conversation. At a younger age, and I know as a little girl with topsy-turvy feelings, um, I definitely would have benefited from a book that talked about feelings and, you know, feeling weird and that it's okay to have up and down days and just, so definitely the passion was reignited. So the next two books, I will give this much away. One is about travel. And so... I was set to go gung-ho into that, and then COVID came along, so that definitely (laughs) put a wrench in travel, but I think now that people are starting to travel again, um, thank goodness, I still can't believe we went through that pandemic, Mm -hmm. feel like we've come out the other side, but so... Um, I think it would be a good book for people to, you know, get over their fears, and I definitely have a lot of travel fears as well, so one of the books is about traveling the world, and the other one is more a continuation on um, just self-esteem and insecurities and growing up I had so many and I still struggle myself, everything from the way my voice sounds to sweaty hands, to body hair, yeah, <laughs> you totally name am. it. So I wanna really touch on that because I think, especially with social media and all these apps and everything, it's so easy to just, oh, you know, compare yourself to other people and compare yourself to images and people that aren't even real. As we found out, you can create backgrounds, you can rent private jets for photo shoots, and you can make your skin look as smooth as a cartoon character. So those are the two topics. And I know that maybe Shaylee, you would be interested. I have a few of my um, paintings because I'm not only writing, but I also um, am painting. So
0: this is Tilda um for those of you it, listening you'll have to go to youtube or instagram and i will show you them you're so kind yes the first
1: book was the topsy-turvy tale of tilda whirl and this is for anyone that's read the book this is tilda i'm still deciding what feelings she has so if she's going through security at the airport <laughs> it will definitely be a stressed out face um if she's made it abroad maybe to europe i know it'll be a big smile um and just a few more just a few more this is tilda she's feeling insecure so something i used to do when i had a rash on my face i used to just put all my hair in front let's just not draw attention to ourselves but
0: instead yeah Put yeah our our listeners tilda um has her glasses on and she has her hair covering over her eye it's just you've captured it so beautifully
1: yes and then here's a sneak peek from um the book that's going to be about just that we're all perfect the way we are um uh, we've got some extra arm fuzzy hair which i definitely have and then this this lovely young gentleman his uh eyes are different and i definitely have an eye that's a little more expressive than another. So I just want to touch on all those things and just really boost kids, you know, boost their self-esteem and lift them up and just hopefully minimize all those worries. So,
0: yeah. So can I say, because I can plug my bipolar bestie here, if you are uh, a person, first of all, we all can read children's books. I love children's books. I actually got one for my birthday. Like that's how much I love them. Being it not just being a teacher, um but if you are a person, but also if you are a parent, aunt, uncle, if you are a teacher or you know a librarian, uh Julie's first children's book, The Tilda World. I have it in my substitute teacher kit. I pull it out. It's the kids' favorite thing to write Tilda style in their diaries. And so please, please, please go buy that book so that you're ready for all of books. You are
1: so kind. And before COVID hit, I actually would go to schools and read in classrooms right up to grade seven. So in the description, I say it's really for ages zero to 99, because I think um, the themes are, you know, they're just, they resonate with all ages. And then, um. I do have a website juliecraft.com um and on there i have actually created free resources to go with the book so questions how to draw tilda i just yeah so if you're interested if you've read the book or if you're a teacher um i've put all those as free downloadable pdfs that you can um supplement the reading with and just get kids talking I ask more in-depth questions about feelings so yeah
0: and I use those too and the one of the favorite things especially with the littles is there's this there's one you can print off of Tilda but it doesn't have her expression and they love to make their expressions the most dramatic expressions on it so yes 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 go check that out I'll put the link in of Julie's website in the show notes (laughs) thank you so much how's it going with the I can see that you're doing a lot of the painting how's it going with the writing part yeah I'm at with the book Yep,
1: the both books are almost written so now it's just a matter of finishing the painting and then putting it together and I think to keep it simple I'll probably keep the same format as the first one and you know hopefully maybe it can go together as a set and so yeah I'm really really excited so
0: I'm a little bit and if you're a publisher you're gonna want (laughs) to get in on this because every librarian librarian I've shown has ordered it in the elementary schools that I'm in so if you are a publisher uh you need to get a hold of Julie and you are of getting this book out into the world and my friends Y'all know I've been talking about this Patreon. It is coming together. Julie and I are going to do the extra going deeper that I've been doing for my Patreon subscribers about writing books. So make sure you tune into that and sign up for the Patreon. Yeah, that's all the plugging. Yes, yes. What is next that you would love to tell us in your update? Okay, well,
1: um, yes. I uh, stepped away from the podcast to paint, but then as life happens there are ups and downs and um my dad passed away um in september so he had been battling um with cancer for 18 months so it wasn't a surprise but it was still one of the hardest things i've ever ever gone through and for anyone that's watched, um a loved one through an illness it's uh, it's a roller coaster it's hard um you know you've got to be strong at times when you feel so weak and so um yes i actually flew up to canada i'm down in arizona still mm-hmm. so flew up to canada when my dad went into hospice and i was so um fortunate to be able to spend um the last six of his nine days here on earth um, and that was really hard Um, I was not prepared for that, um, but I wanted to be there, so I was there for some of his last words and lucid moments, and there was, I feel like there was nothing left unsaid. Um, At the same time, it was just um, surreal and painful, and I have so much respect for, um, I call them angels here on earth at the hospice, and they were just so kind and compassionate and um, yeah, I can't say enough great things about them. And so my dad was a great man of of faith. And I have no doubt that he's walking streets of gold up in heaven. Um, and so I know he is just fine. But it doesn't take away from the fact that I desperately miss him. Um, I think of him every single day. Um, I've had a few signs or God winks um, come down since he's passed away. And so for me, it's has of course, Monarch butterflies, and um yeah, they just show up at the most unique times, and my dad was also a missionary in Africa, and so the next morning after he passed away, I was on Instagram, and up popped, and some of you may have seen this, because I think it went um viral, but it was an elephant with monarch butterfly ears, I'm not even kidding, so definitely, definitely those moments where it's like, uh-huh, um, and you know, everybody walks through grief differently. Um, I saw a great, heard a great analogy where, um, you know, the grief doesn't go away. Um, there's always a hole that the person you love leaves. And so instead of that hole shrinking over time, um, it's actually a beautiful um way to look at it but as you move on with your life you create new memories and they um they're created around um your grief so it's not that your grief ever passes so if you are in the midst of grieving um i am with you and there is no right or wrong way to grieve if you uh want pictures of your loved ones and we have video of my dad thank goodness and the piano that he played on and more is more in my opinion and looking back at old photographs though really did help me to replace some of those memories um, Mm. that we had of the end of his life and i am not against (laughs) jumping on the squishmallow trend and so when i saw the monarch butterfly squishmallow i had to have it i don't know
0: what that is my friends listening it's this big stuffies. That you can just hold, you can get all sizes, and she has a big, beautiful monarch. Yes.
1: And I'm gonna go ahead and say that I sleep with my monarch, Squishmallow. So, um, yes. And the other thing with grief is it'll hit you at the weirdest times. Um, Things will, you know, trigger you, and I'm just trying to go with it. So, yeah. that's, that's that. So, yeah, for anyone else that has lost uh, a loved one or someone dear to them um my heart is with you and know that there are other people walking the road and um big hug and there was one other beautiful beautiful um thing that I heard about grief and that it's merely unexpressed love and so it's just that you didn't have enough time to express all the love you had for your loved one and so that is what grief is and so in that aspect grief it's actually a beautiful thing and so yes I will not start crying but I've definitely cried tears and when I do come back to Canada um, I know it will be tough because I have not been there so you know I know I'll have to probably face a lot of emptiness and my dad was just just a hoot um, so funny and such a joy and he lit up every room so I know that things will be a little dimmer and a little heavier but. Um, I have an amazing family and we're just, we're there for each other and we're walking through this together. So thank you for, for letting me talk about my amazing dad. Mm -hmm. I love him very much. And I know we will be together again, but until then, yes, um, I know I'll have some tougher
0: days ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I have a question for you, if you're willing Yes. during that time or even afterward. I don't know. I'm curious. I know everyone grieves different, but I'm curious, how did you, or did you, because sometimes we, we, we just can't, how did you take care of yourself during that time? How did you take care of yourself after? Did you throw yourself into things? Did you do a little bit of both? Did you freeze? Like, I guess I'm, I guess that's a two-parter. Like, how did you take care of yourself if you could, or how did, um yeah just if you could talk to me a little bit about that and then and then after if you're willing does that make sense
1: yeah yeah for sure well um let's see we didn't see a cancer diagnosis coming um my dad was so healthy his whole life but as we know you know there's no way to predict or know um why cancer comes or doesn't come and so i think there was shock in the beginning and i'm just so thankful that we had time to express all our feelings but i can't really give any advice other than when the hard days came i just sort of went into it and i know some people are better to sort of not be in denial but shy away from the hard things and i'm just the type of person i wanted to be right at my dad's side through it all and so We had a good cry together actually, um, closer to when he passed away. And I just, I knew for myself, I wanted to make sure I said everything um, that I wanted to say. And a lot of nights crying myself to sleep. And then when I was with him, I remember we had one last really beautiful salmon dinner out on the deck. And I knew it would be our last dinner with him at home. And I just cried. So I think I think you know and everybody is just so different and I just wanted to be fully present but as you know bipolar disorder is tough to manage without anything added going on in the background so and I my I must say a huge shout out and thank you to my husband and my sisters and so it really helped me to have that extra support and have them to talk to and talk through things and You know, I still will call them often and say, you know, I just miss dad. So beforehand, I don't really have a set formula that I use to get through it. It was more of a day by day.
0: Yeah. Did Um, you have, um, did you notice um, for you personally, did you notice um, more what, let me put this in different words. Um, How did you experience it in your body with your bipolar symptoms? Like did it um bring on more anxiety? Did it bring on like did you notice a shift? because we do have like the different episodes, I know. yeah, and I'm just wondering, did you notice a a difference in your body that would that related to bipolar disorder or
1: yeah, definitely uh, more sleepless nights, But I think it was just it overshadowed everything. yeah. So I didn't do any painting. Um, in August. Um, I just, I would say just this over, overarching sadness. Um, and it's just this looming, uh, you know, what's coming. And so I don't think it, it um, you know, brought on any specific symptom okay. in any yeah. greater way that I can notice. But, you know, you talk about life events that just add this layer of stress, I just describe it as just this, layer of of heaviness and trying to navigate something that's just Mm -hmm. every day a different emotion but just uh yeah I mean there was no real way to to know what was heading our way and you know you never know how it's going to be at the very end um and then after I just remember um I was back in Arizona when my dad actually did pass away and I got the call. I knew it was coming, but I've heard people say nothing can actually prepare you for that moment. Um, when you actually find out that your loved one, um, you know, is no longer with you on earth. And so very true. That is very true. I, you know, i been checking my phone for days. I, I knew it was inevitable. Um, I know how it goes, but um, I just, I knew that things were going to get really busy um, and chaotic just as soon as the news got out and preparations for a celebration of life and so I just took about an hour and I just laid down on my bedroom floor and I just wanted to just take in the news and just have a moment of pause and quiet before the phone calls started so yeah. I'm glad I did that because once the news did get out, I mean, people are amazing. The well wishes and, you know, sympathy cards came pouring in and, you know, if you're someone living alongside someone that's, sorry, choked up, that's lost someone, um, that means the world. And I know that death can be awkward and grief can be awkward and knowing what to say or not say. And I love The advice of if you don't know what to say, you can just say, you know what, I don't really have the words. I can't understand what you're going through, but I want you to know that I care and I'm here for you and I know it's hard and I love you. And that means the world. And so to focus on how you want the person to feel and know that you're feeling versus having the right words, the right words don't matter. It's just having the right heart. And, um, It's always best to just say something and I totally understand not saying anything, but even if months have gone by, um, Father's Day just passed and I had a few friends reach out and just acknowledge that, um, you know, I'm thinking of you. I know today might be a tough one and I love you and it's okay and just know also if someone's lost someone, um, don't worry about, you know, bringing up a memory or reminding them that they lost their loved one. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about my dad. And so I don't think um, people should worry about that so much. You know, it's already on my mind. So to know that you're thinking of me is just amazing. And then I had the great honor of putting together my dad's celebration of life, which was virtual. And so I basically was able to tell the story of my dad's life in video form, which I know was always something that I love to do on the podcast um iMovie and all that so we we took our time um which i think was really beautiful because i'm always in awe when people throw together or not throw together but plan a funeral or a celebration of life within a week or two of their loved one um leaving because i think there are all those emotions you know shock and sadness so we really had time to get artwork and poetry and my sister and my niece learned a a hymn in the same key and we had video of my dad playing the same hymn so I was able to work my magic and splice the video so it went from my niece to my sister to my dad and back oh. um, and so that was just so healing and just sharing memories so all of that I think was just a beautiful thing and gave me something to pour myself into and you know seeing all the pictures of my dad healthy and well and also learning so much about him. He kept diaries of his entire life that we had no oh, idea about. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, you know, my niece just said I had no idea that grandpa lived in Africa and, you know, drove across in a Volkswagen bug. And so sharing those memories with loved ones um really, really helped. But yes. Going back to the uh, past You just moment.
0: reminded me. So I have a very big one of my very big anxieties and worries is losing people that I love or people leaving. It's like my core wound yeah. about people leaving, but then on top of that. And so um yeah, I know my parents don't have how special that you have that. So I've been making an effort. Um they're here right now, um, to to talk about the stories, but I'm like, I get so into it. I don't write them down or I don't video. And so I'm really hoping to, to, to do that. So I warmed my heart that you, that you said that you had that, but I just want to acknowledge, you know, if this is bringing up feelings for, for a lot of people, um, just know that Julie and I are holding space for, for all those feelings. So take care of yourself if you need to um, during the podcast and come back. If you have to, Um, Julie thank you so much for sharing sharing your grief and just sharing I've learned um, a lot from you I love that you said about bringing it up because um, I don't have the same experience as you and I haven't lost a parent but I've heard that before that that you want to talk about your people yes yeah the
1: best thing I mean it's even healing to be talking about it right now um, but one of my favorite things is if someone asked me even my dad's you know my his name or what he did or just tell me about your dad and it just it's one extra way to just keep his memory alive and just yeah he really was this this amazing person that loved people and was curious and just so many lessons so in the service that I put together um we touched on some of his favorite qualities um you know music and cooking and being eccentric and a little odd and so at the end i just sort of put the challenge out to people you know pick up a pop can he was a big recycler pick up that pop can pick up that new instrument travel across the world and so yeah it was really beautiful to sort of tell my dad's life story and then take a few lessons that that we as a family had learned and then hopefully um, pass them on and you just never know how someone's life is going to touch someone else's life in the most unexpected and inspiring ways so yeah thank you for allowing me to talk about him and you know it's it's not easy but I think it's it's healing and it's beautiful yeah. and I feel like I've been talking so much about what I've been up to since I left the podcast but I'm I follow along and I know you've been doing amazing work but I just wanted to to talk to you just about your experience and yeah. you were so kind when I left but I'm sure you know it's it's been a journey for you too so how has it been
0: Yeah. Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah, it it was um, really, really hard at first. It was, uh, of course, of course, I'm like your biggest fan. I wanted you to go and do your things. Also, you know, you know that I mean it. I talk about Tilda, I send you pictures of me in the classroom with it all the time. And so I was excited about that for you. For me, I it's very, when you're doing something with someone, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm extreme extrovert and collaborative. When you're doing something with someone, I found it easier to like promote or tell people or or whatever, because it was together. I struggled a little bit more to just kind of wrap my head around the worth, you know, or what I had to offer by myself. And I mean, I was already interviewing people, like we would do one of you and I, and then one of, um with someone else so I had that but at first I wrestled with probably only for like a day or two like do you know should I keep going what should I do and I knew that this was you know my passion project for um I just want to talk to everybody and so Yeah. yeah it was a little a little tough and I was really really scared about all the parts that Julie does because uh, she is the most amazing editor and she loves those things. I do them, but they are not my passion. I just want to talk to people forever. That's all. So it was like, Julie says, oh, thank you to me, but thank you to her. I have tutorials. Like Julie explained things like it was like uh iMovie for dummies for, because that is how I felt. And so, um, yeah, the amount of work that you did to set me up, I think gave me the confidence to keep, to keep going. One of the things that um, I love the most is yeah, interviewing other people. But one of the things that I haven't done, and a lot of people have been asking is a solo podcast, just because I don't like I interview everybody else. So I don't do a lot of um, sharing except on Instagram about how I'm doing. So my goal for this year is to do a bit more solo podcasts. I've done two and um, I think I've talked to a couple of friends that have offered to just sit on Zoom with me so that I'm not alone for the, the alone ones. But honestly, it's, yeah, it's been beautiful. And it was a smoother transition than I thought. And I'm happy to say like, I so far I don't see stopping at any time I just I just love it and the 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 people I get to meet and just the comfort that I feel in interviewing it is hard like we've talked about I still have the hangovers I still you know I it's it's lonely like with the editing and the you know what I mean like today even last night I texted I knew you are asleep because you're early sleeper I'm late I was just like that whole, what are you gonna wear? And yes. like, those kind of fun things. Um, I, I, I miss those, but there's been a few people that I talk to online all the time that I've interviewed that I'd be like, hey, any chance you're interested in talking about what we're gonna wear? <laughs>
1: I, I know because people. we do all the things, uh, we're, we're so similar right down to a tattoo around the same ankle from, I don't know what year you got yours. I was 1994, but uncanny the similarities. So yes, I know that was definitely, um, even this morning we went back and forth. Oh, and I mean, these are kind of the colors of of the podcast. And I mean, right from the very beginning, your biggest gift um, was, is, and always will be connecting with people Um, digging into their stories and interviewing. It is not a gift that I have. So for all the technical stuff that I covered, you definitely, definitely um, were just so amazing and continue to be. And I look at all the different people from different walks of life that you um, have been able to be in touch with and interview. And I just, I look forward to so many more and solo, solo Shaley episodes. Absolutely. Of all the people that I've met with bipolar, you hands down are someone that I relate to the most. And so I know without a doubt, um, your insight and wisdom is so needed. So, solo Shaley episodes, please. (laughs) And I also wanted to ask you, um, I'm sure that uh, me telling you that I was going in a different direction um, was a bit of a surprise. And I just wanted to ask you about your bipolar symptoms and Mm. if they changed or increased during that time of transition and all the changes that that brought, the feelings and the changes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. It told yes, it did. And it was <laughs> this isn't something usually I say because you know I'm not silver lining-ish, but it definitely gave me time to practice my coping skills. But I think like like panicky, right? Like I think, um, I think I cried for on and off for a bit. Um, just the, you know, the thought. I I let myself mourn about it, right? Because I love you. I love this time. I love you too. Um, Yeah, but, and it wasn't anything, like I know in the past, sometimes I've, bipolar can make you um, skeptical and angry. And I know that I've made mistakes in the past with other friendships where I'm like, I've, you know, you, people have let me down or they're doing this to me on purpose. Like my brain can tell me that. And I know other people yeah. have talked about that with bipolar. And if those even popped up, I was just like, I just reminded myself, I'm like, you know, Julie, you love Julie. She is, you know, like you want the best for her. And I think it really helped because I'm an, um, what Brene Brown calls an overfunctioner. when yeah. things see, you know, change or yeah. something. So the fact that, um, you truly understood that. And so you're like, I will set you up, email me anytime I will, you know, so knowing I had that backup and knowing you were going to hold my hand through it, um, is was so different in healing from the past where people would just be like gone, or it would be too quick for me. I think the fact that you held space for it to not, to not, um, uh, it be just a, I, I have to go. And that's fair, too. Some yeah. people have to do that. But b- because of that, that just walked me through it. And we had things so I had episodes to put out. Well, so I got, I, I got to take the time. Yeah. And yeah. I think too, just, um, just knowing and I think this is a great lesson for other people with with the people they love, or like you said, uh, we tend to think, in terms of not ourselves doing great things, we think or the next step we think we're disappointing someone else, and so, like you said, with people pleasing, we yeah. will like I, I will it it will be such a big deal for weeks, and then I'll tell someone and it goes well, and I'm like, oh. So yeah. it was. I actually also felt honored that you could be honest because it would be more upsetting to me if it was like a chore for you because you wanted to do something else, right? Like. Yeah. I feel I've, I've redirected those thoughts to think, you know, when things uh, I have to pivot in life or I have to just because someone isn't doing the same thing. It isn't about me. Like in the past, I would make it like, it was about me. What did I do? She doesn't like me, but I knew, I knew it wasn't. And so I, yes, bipolar brain, you have to fight those thoughts, even if they're lies, but I'm able to know that they are lies. So Yeah. yeah. So it was like a battle I didn't I was very careful to watch for if I was if it was going to make me crash and it didn't. And I let myself feel all the feelings so I think just reminding, reminding myself of those things and so yeah, and the fact that I threw myself into the conversations with right, I think if I had to go from this to total solo. Uh, I wouldn't have done well, but I decided to focus on what I love best about the podcasting and yeah. I did that so I recorded so many and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I actually have to edit. So then I watched <laughs> your videos because I'm like, if you can record forever, but no one's going to hear these. <laughs>
1: well then, and I think you touched on a good point it wasn't an overnight thing I think we actually took almost two months yeah of working so together good. and I did I wanted to make sure to you know teach you all the yeah. things so I could set you up for yeah. success and, you and then going
0: feel annoying right like in the past yeah. I would feel like I can't ask for help I don't want to bug them again like you had said like you will not annoy me yeah. and you told me your capacity which yeah. I appreciate because yeah I always feel like I'm inconveniencing people. So if someone did have capacity and are thinking, oh, blah blah,", blah I would rather someone say, I only have capacity, I have capacity for this. Yeah. I am available at these times or whatever, even though getting the boundaries like used to hurt my feelings or capacity, yeah. it actually, um, actually takes away all the stress of if I'm bothering people because I knew yeah. you were being honest with me and I appreciated yeah. that, so- yeah,
1: and and i I know we we know each other so well that it yeah. was such a gift to be able to, you know, I was so nervous for the day that I actually shared the news with you. And you were just so kind, but i i'm I think I bawled. <laughs> but I was just able to be one hundred percent honest and real, and that's a gift. And so if there's anything I've learned, it's just to have to have someone that i feel safe enough to do that with that is a testament to also how amazing awesome and i know no matter what we are lifelong friends forever bonded for life so it was also nice yeah to know that this this wasn't a goodbye and we're never going to speak again and as you see i mean we're both thrilled to be here right now on camera but we've definitely all throughout the year even though it's been so busy for me we've definitely kept in touch and yes
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And too, you, I love that um, we could, even if we don't talk for a while, I know we'll pick up right yeah. where. And yeah. I mean, not only do we bond over the podcast, the, like we went through the pandemic together. Right? Oh. We held hands over this computer together. Yeah, <laughs> so I know one of the things because I know you and go back to listen to other episodes. I know you are not an extrovert. And I know that there are some uh, beautiful things about going to Arizona in that everyone wants to visit you, me included. <laughs> and I know that you've gotten a ton of visitors and I know, no, no, that you love people and it's against anybody coming, but I know this is hard for you. And so I would love to hear a couple things that are hard for you and a couple things you can do, because yeah. I know that, um, Other friends, like I know when I'm not feeling well or depending on me, not knowing what I'm going to wake up in what mood or what state that sometimes I get nervous to have company. So I can't imagine being an introvert on top of that. So I'm wondering, could you tell us before we wrap up a few things that are really scary for you and how you've dealt with those? And I understand it's not going to be perfect. We're not going to lie to people and say, Julie knows exactly what to do. (laughs) But we would love to learn some um, glean some information from you. So I take it. Well, away. I'm
1: yeah, I'm definitely still learning. And I want to preface this by saying I love people. I've loved everyone that's come to visit. But yes, I am an introvert. I'm not a cook. I'm not especially organized. And I have a fear of driving. <laughs> so you throw the, all of those um, factors into the mix and you've got airport pickups at you know phoenix sky Harbor Air- airport sky harbor airport is still stumps me every single time so there's definitely that anxiety and then there's the whole food situation mm. um and then entertaining and then of course yes trying to find those pockets of downtime now we're very fortunate that we have an area of our home that we've designated as guest quarters And so even having that space and setting it up with a coffee maker buys me some extra, quiet time. Um, and you know, planning, 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 as much as it's not in any part of my DNA, it really does help to sit down and sort of map out the week and breakfast. You do not. I've now learned omelets and French toast. They are not happening. So I literally just set up a continental breakfast. So muffins, cereal, yogurt, some things. And so every morning it's the same and people are just thrilled to be yeah. visiting and in, in your home, it's and true. I put so much pressure. Also, take the pressure off. You are not responsible for the weather. Yes. <laughs> I, um, for whatever reason, I stress out about things that other people are completely understanding about. Um, And also, I often find that everything I plan that I want to cram into a vacation, Oftentimes our favorite times have just been sitting outside with a coffee and chatting. And so you don't need to put together this amazing itinerary. Most of the time, hopefully people are there to just see you. And if the driving just is too much for you, honestly, for your peace of mind, if you can um, pay for them to have an Uber or get someone else to pick them up just to eliminate that stress um let's see what else I love that Um, that's
0: such a tip and it brought up something for me um, because I want them to have the best time the best (laughs) this I want to be the best hostess I want my home to look the best like I have and I've worked on this for years totally unrealistic expectations yeah (laughs) and I always think of my energy I'm like well you have that energy and I'm like no I always think that I still have hypomanic energy that yeah. is not realistic or healthy. So yeah. I crashed. So I, one of the things I do with my guests, I say like, what are two or three things that you would be yeah. disappointed that we didn't do? Yeah, And then we plan around that. But really, honestly, yeah. if I think about it, I just want to be with the people. Or if there are things, it's not our responsibility. If people yeah. come to visit you and they want to see, I don't know what's popular in Phoenix. Yeah. A special cactus. <laughs> <laughs> then it's their job to try and plan it too and I just setting your boundaries and you're right like I I can't believe how willing people are when you say you know I'm actually I know it's my city but I'm nervous to drive in downtown Vancouver can we do the SkyTrain or this just to be honest so I I just love that I love that yeah
1: and And in a few cases we've we've actually let them borrow our car um I don't know if you'd want to do that with every house guest but that just Eliminate. And it all boils down to this overarching theme of if you can be real and authentic and even, you know, with me, everyone that's come so far, I think knows that I struggle with driving. Um, I struggle with bipolar symptoms and that I'm an introvert. That just clears the air right out of the gate. And I also know that I'm not the best cook. So, you know, a lot of times they'll say, no, 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 it's okay, we'll take you out for dinner. Or um, another tip is take a long shower in the morning and get up an extra hour earlier just to have that extra quiet time. And if all else fails, if you can be real and honest and just say, I'm a little bit fried right now, is it okay, I'm gonna go have a nap. Chances are your company wants some downtime too. Yes, that's <laughs> because so true. Not everybody is an extrovert. And oh,
0: yeah. there was one other. And you um, know what? I have given my permission to say, you know what? Um, because if we had a headache or if we had this, we would have no problem just going and taking some downtime. Yeah. Room. I'll say, yeah. you know, I'm not feeling well. And then yeah. I'll say not physically, or I'll say mentally, or I'm feeling some symptoms come up, or I, I, I give myself permission to say, I'm not feeling yeah. well, because I say all the time, it's the same yeah. as a physical illness. So why wouldn't I, and I don't feel guilty about going, even if I can't sleep going on my phone for an hour or, yeah. Absolutely. Look, or just even sitting in that space or, yeah. I say, you know, I'm not feeling well, I need to drive. And I usually go sit by the river or whatever, yeah. but I feel like. Yeah, I feel like if we're going to really, if I'm going to really practice what I preach and say, this is an illness, I deal with it all the time, then uh, most people totally understand.
1: Yeah. And the other thing too, really, really quick, I'll sneak this in. Um, I had my nieces and nephew come and I actually um, asked them ahead of time for their bucket list of things and I made up, <laughs> you don't have to do this, but I made up a PowerPoint slide yeah. with check marks. We didn't hit everything off, but we made sure that we hit the things that were important to them. So wow. In-N-Out yeah. Burgers and this amazing cooking place called Crumble. I'm not working for them, but if you ever have the chance, <laughs> I think they're coming to Canada. And, Non-sponsored. <laughs> yeah. And another thing too, really quick, we had someone come with a baby. I have not had experience with a baby, but I thought, ahead and I thought what is gonna make it the easiest for them so I borrowed a playpen an extra saucer and figured out ahead of time how to baby proof my house it made all the difference and I had it in my mind that they were gonna want to go to all these places on day two I found out they asked, can we work our things around the baby's nap schedule? And it was like, yes, of course. And so that just took the pressure off of so much. We did one tiny outing a day. And so, and you know, at the end of the day, um, yes, I love people, but it's always good to remind yourself they're not staying with you forever. The day will come when they leave and it will be a big sad goodbye. And then I always now make sure to leave myself a buffer of time to at least wash the sheets and get caught up on those other things. Because when people come to visit, my regular life doesn't stop. So yeah. bills still yeah. need to be paid, emails pile up. So if yeah. I have a buffer of a week or two, I mean, we had nine weeks of company from November to April. And I now know that was a bit much. Um, because creatively, I you know, wanted to be painting and doing other things and I just couldn't. So it's yeah. about finding that balance. And if someone tries to spring, hey, we're coming, um, oh, I'll have to check my calendar. Let me get yes. back to you. And it's yes. okay to say no. And it I can go on. This like could this, be another episode on it.
0: its own. Yes. Actually, I would love to do an episode with you in the future <laughs> yeah. about that because I have the hardest time saying no. And I know. even my thing was to recognize, I'm like, but I want to do it, but I shouldn't do everything yeah. I want. Because if yeah. I listen to my hypomanic brain, I want to do everything immediately. I know. And I think too, one of the things... I have FOMO so much, but I've actually bowed out of things. I'm like, I love that I I I'm not gonna join you at the aquarium this time. I've been there a lot. I'm gonna and or even like I always wanted to be, I tell myself, well, this is your I get this thing in my head. It's your only chance. It's the last time you'll go boating with your husband. My boat sits in the driveway. (laughs) And PS for those of you that think we're fancy, it's not a fancy boat. (laughs) Um, do you know what I mean? And I I'm a better mom or a better host or whatever. And for my friends that you are struggling so much, the thought of people coming over yeah. at all this, yeah. like, do not, yeah. uh, uh, you know, to think that you have to have company at all and yeah. yeah, your boundaries. And I know that, um, I am actually speaking to myself because I'm really good yeah. at making them and terrible at following through yeah. the boundaries, but I am telling you, it has made my relationships better. Because I yeah. get bitter and yep. uh, and resentful when I am not honest, and so yeah. um, and
1: there can be entire seasons too of your life where it's just not going to work. There could be issues with your kids. There could be a personal struggle. Like when I my dad passed away, I just knew that is not yeah. the time. And you know what? People are so understanding. We often think, oh no, it'll be too mean to say no, but you'd be surprised at most people that say, I totally understand. And and you can always say, we would love to have you, Um, but it may have to be in six months when um, things are a little more stable at home. So
0: that's my advice. (laughs) That is gold, that is gold, especially it as we're going into summer. And yeah. that also just made me make a commitment because now I have to edit this and put this out because we are going into summer. So um, um, that's that's just so exciting. As I said, we could talk forever. Yeah. And um, I went, if Julie and when Julie has capacity, I'm going to bring her on again. Yeah. Um, Anytime. And also <laughs> for the Patreon folks, when yeah. the Patreon's up, I am going to interview Julie uh, to get her to talk about the process of being an author. I know many of you want to write memoirs or children's books, and maybe you're hypomanic, but maybe you're not. Um, Julie (laughs) can tell you all of how that went for her. I know it took her some years to write things, and she has some really valuable tips of how you can actually make it sustainable and finish it and publish it. So... Um, It was possible. Yeah. And Julie, I will shout it to the rooftops. I am your number one fan. I love you for pieces. Um, You have the the biggest heart and um, Julie for her boundary right now. She is focusing all on her art and um, feeling her feelings with her grief. So if you have a question for her, send it to me and I'll ask her. She is not spending a lot of time on social media right now. So I don't want you to think you could go and send something and be disappointed that she's not going to get back. Yeah. I love that she makes that boundary. So if you have a burning question for her, send it to me and I'll text and then she'll answer when she's Thank you, Frank. I just wanted to say that because I knew you wouldn't say Thank it you. yourself. And
1: yeah. And thank you once again for having me. It's always a thrill uh, anytime I get to chat uh, with you, whether it's behind the scenes or in front of the camera. So I will come back anytime I have the capacity. And yes, thanks for having me. I loved
0: catching up. Yay! Love you to pieces. Love you too. <laughs> this is bipolar. This is bipolar. Thanks again for tuning in. You can find video versions of This Is Bipolar on our YouTube channel. We also have all our previous and soon-to-be-future episodes of the podcast on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Play. We spend most of our time on Instagram at this.is.bipolar. There is a vibrant community there where we have conversations and post different ideas and different strategies, and we'd just love for you to join us there it is so helpful if you enjoy our work or think it would be helpful to someone if you could like and share and save and follow us in all or any of those spaces if you're a listener for the podcast if you could leave a review we would be forever grateful again thank you for being here with us let's get the word out let's share lived experiences so that we can change the ideas that people have about bipolar, and help those of us that live with it feel less alone. This is Bipolar.